When I record podcasts, I like to stay hydrated. Who knew talking could be so hard? My favourite drink to have to hand is Lifeline's Hydro OG. It's a tried and tested product for me. It helped me and my team complete a 24-hour podcast, giving us the edge that we needed to get over the finish line. So whether you're at the gym, on a bike ride, or just trying to get over that night before, Lifeline's Hydro OG has got your back. Each serving is stocked with all the healthy ingredients and vitamins you could ask for. There are a great range of flavours, and with each serving at only 18 calories, you really can't go wrong. Here at the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast, we like to support local, independent companies and brands, and Lifelines is a product that I am proud to endorse. Go to lifelines.com. Now that's L-Y-F-E-L-I-N-E-Z.com to find out more. Now, without further ado, here is today's episode. Hi guys and welcome to the Shoes with Biscuit podcast. Um, I'm doing the awkward thing, walking around Theatre 7 with a microphone. Everybody looks at me like I'm deranged. Uh, but today we're here to um, speak to some of the cast of, uh, for art. We've been uh, following the um, Shropshire Drama Company production. Uh, we spoke to Derek Willis and uh, I'm here with Neville, uh, Neville Street. He's here with me. He's come and pick me up so thank you Neville for that. Um, so we're here now, just picked up my tickets, uh, we're going to take a walk around, um, we're not going to be, be able to record any of the show of course, um, <laughs> that would be uh, copyright, um, but we'll, we'll speak to some of the cast and, um, and find out their reactions before, afterwards and maybe, maybe get to speak to some of the people that have watched it and to see if they enjoyed it and uh, what they thought, so yeah, th- this, is, should, this should be good, uh, Biscuit at the Theatre. Cool. So we are we're backstage. I've never been here before. I'm in the dressing room uh, of Theatre Seven, uh, and then we're with Derek. How are you? I'm really good, thanks. How are you, Alex? Thanks for coming. I'm really excited. I've never done the whole backstage thing at a theatre, so thank you so much for giving your bucket list. <laughs> well, next time you can actually be in the show and kind of spend the whole week here, make it your home. Don't, don't don't tempt me. You know, I, 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 it's not about being the centre of attention, but I, you know, I think it is actually about sort of like being someone else. That's really attractive. It's, it is kind of nice going on stage, having people watching you, doing things that in real life you'd have real consequences for. So <laughs> everybody wants to be the baddie, and being the baddie is great. So yeah, and um, having you know having people fall in love with you who are, and the normal course of things wouldn't give another look to you. So yeah, but that's the strange thing of being a director is I don't get any of that. So they, I just watch everybody else do it. Well, see now you've got the unique position of sitting there either cringing joyfully watching things or like you know what is the process going through your head right now and as director you feel really really redundant when the show starts running because it kind of doesn't belong to you anymore you've created this space you've helped all the people make the story we've had kind of ways of how we're going to say this line you've done all the lights you got you got the, the the stuff sorted on the set and then literally i'm i'm becoming the audience and i'm sitting and watching it 
The bit I really enjoy is having other people watch something you've worked on and listening to where they laugh, listening where it all goes quiet. And it's it's really nice kind of going, oh, right, yeah, we got that bit right. They're laughing at that. But, um, yeah, the the, um, the team get to have all the fun of doing it. I just I just sit there and wait until it's the show's over and I can go to the pub with everybody else. <laughs> Amazing. How have re- rehearsals gone? Uh, has it gone s- smoothly? Have there been difficult bits for the guys to get used to? This this rehearsal thing has just been an absolute dream and I've really loved it. And I'm not just saying that because they're all going to listen. The difficult bit is that it's a really, really difficult play. It shouldn't look difficult and hopefully it looks easy. But the uh, the three parts are really difficult. And um, it's this combination of a group of flawed people. So you should like them, but also not like them at the same time. So it's been hard for the three guys to try and find how to make this guy likable, but how do I make it that actually you understand why I'm being flawed. So that's been hard, but it hasn't been hard work. It's just been fun, which, to be honest, is what it should be, and it's why we're doing it, isn't it? As a mogul watching from the outside, I feel like the, the, the two difficult roles to play as the, the, uh, the comedy relief and the villain. Um, so you, it's about finding that balance. Not balance, but I guess you can either go all the way out there or you can kind of play it safe with a few things. How much of this is all the way out there and how much of it is it kind of safe? You know what's... Yeah, I mean, it's not panto, is it? If you push it too far and you push it for laughs, you stop making it real. Um, this is this is unlike anything else I've seen in that there's not there's not a goodie, there's not a baddie. There are three goodie buddies. <laughs> and, and what's so hard about it is you just watch the way these men relate to each other and you kind of go, oh, God so-and-so I was friends with and we got into a relationship like that and it's really unhelpful or I'm always trying to make people get on and that's really unhelpful and so standing outside of it's quite painful mm. so yeah it's um there's no goodie in this and they all have to run the risk of being slightly unliked which as actors is quite hard because you want everybody to applaud you and love your part so even when you're the baddie and you're kind of you know cackling everybody loves to see the baddie don't they yeah. um and in the end, we're all a bit bored when the romantic lead comes on because it's a bit dull, isn't it? But yeah, it, it, there's, there's no stereotype. And if they ended up becoming stereotypes, we'd lose the play. So, yeah. And, and it's, it's 64 pages of just three guys. They have to be able to trust it that the other person knows the line or if they've forgotten the line that the other guy's going to rescue them. So, yeah, yeah. And again, you shouldn't be able to spot that as the people watching it. Uh, we're going to speak to some of the actors in a second, but are these guys that have worked together before and they, do they know each other or they all come in separately? Um, so I knew all three of them through separate things, but I did. we did auditions because the first thing was looking at the way the three people interact, can I actually believe that they're friends? Because their friendship starts to fracture fairly early on in the show. So if you don't get a sense in which they've been friends for 15 years, the whole thing just falls apart. Yeah. So it was, yeah, can they act? Actually, do they do they fit the part? But as, as this threesome, do you kind of get a sense of why they're friends? What about chemistry, right? Yeah. But, I mean, that sounds wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, kind of, are they... Is, is there a sense of which they've they've hung out together a lot of time? Is there a sense of which there's a history with it? And yet it's not written in the in the script, but it's like, why why are they friends in the first place? So we just sat down kind of going, well, having read the script through, going, what, why do you think they are? Um, and so we had to come up with an answer for that that we kind of worked on. Yeah. So we went, well, most blokes like sport. Outside of kind of kind of being part of an amateur dramatic or something like that or music or performing sport is the thing that kind of brings people together it's always the thing at the bar isn't it you know yeah. that's usually like the cliche thing two guys sat at the bar or something. 
And so we imagined that they ran a rugby club and one of them was the chairman, the other one was the vice chairman and the other one was the treasurer. And that those roles within the committee sort of fitted a little bit of what the power struggle was between the three of them. So of course the audience isn't going to pick up on that, but it's like for us starting, where is it that we go from and, and where is it that met blokes tend to have relationships with each other outside of work? So mm, It's interesting. It's inter- I've mentioned this. I've mentioned Nev's here as well. Um, how are you, Neff? You're Hi, Alex. How you doing? <laughs> it's crazy, right? Because we've been playing, we've been flirting online for about a year now. We never yes. really actually met. Cheeky monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for the lift today. Uh, my, my car is due for its MOT tomorrow, but it, it kind of ran out two days ago because that's the only time I can get in my car in, so thank you for coming to get me. Um, Shropshire Drama Company, putting something like this together, what is the process like for you? Are you are you delighted that this is here at the, at the Theatre 7? Yeah, I mean, Theatre 7 is <clears throat> it's a fantastic resource for Shrewsbury. It's, it's a great theatre, it's really well built, it's got, it's got a great stage, it's got a great backstage, it's got a, a professional marketing team, and it's, it's really exciting to come here and put a production on because it's... I, I, you know, Derek's probably mentioned this, but you can't kind of kind of put your finger on it. But it's really, it's just really exciting, and to see people reacting to a play that you've chosen sort of four or five months ago, and you've seen it develop, and we've decided that's the play we're going to do. Then we did the publicity for it, and then we did design the posters, and then we did the auditions, and then we get a cast, and then we start rehearsing with them, and you go for that process, and you get to the point where, hold on a minute, this is something that's really, really special. And it, and it actually gets quite emotional, you know. How long does it take, though? How long has it taken you from the beginning right to now? Well, we decided the play was going to be out back in June, I think, because we, because of the summer break, I think Derek wanted to get the cast in, get the tickets on sale on the, on the website, get all the promotional stuff done, the post design and everything, and then spend a bit of time with some of the actors on some of the, the really big speeches they've got, and then start rehearsing properly from September. Yeah, really good. And uh, what is your role today? Uh, today, I'm stage manager today. Stage manager. And what do, so what does that take? What do you have to do? <clears throat> right, well, I've got to make sure everything's um, rolling and, and working well. Got to give the actors their notices for 30 minutes, 50 minutes, and then I'll do the warm-up with them um, and uh, get them on stage on time, liaise with the theatre technicians and the staff to make sure everybody's in. Sort out the props desk. You, obviously, you can't see it because you're... <laughs> it's, it's, audio it's, it's audio but uh, all the props are set on a table and we draw around them and then we write on the the in the boxes what they are so, so then what, the, that's nothing goes missing the next thing i've got to do is put um a big white painting on stage and then make sure everybody's okay and then six t- minutes time and go and um, call the actors to do their vocal warm-up Nice. Did that nice. make sense? I yeah. Think no. No. I think it's <laughs> no because I'm getting an idea of, of Derek's role and your yeah. role. You know, you're there to make sure that it's acted properly and they remember the lines and people are reacting properly, and you're there to facilitate the show and make sure it runs properly so uh, it's just giving me an idea of things well you know what thank you so much for inviting me today we've also got a uh, deputy stage manager who liaises with the technicians on the lighting and sound cues and she is really really important yeah Yeah. so you've got she's also got really good taste in men yeah (laughs) yeah how so? Yeah, because she's married to me. Why, why did you need to ask? That's what I mean. How so? I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. It's, it's interesting with thinking how long do these things take. I've had art in my head as a play I've wanted to do for years. So as a director, you have all these bits of, oh, really good to try and do that. And it, they just kind of happen of, well, actually, looking at some of the people I know, God, they'd be quite good at that. Um, 
so you guys did it in June. I think I started seriously thinking about art as soon as Bounces was Bounces, over. Yes, we did actually. To go actually, Bounces is such a physical play with with not not very much finesse in, in the words, but the finesse in where you go across. I'd really like to show I'm not a one-trick pony and I want to direct something that's really wordy. Um, art would be the thing to go next so I've been thinking about it for the full year does that add pressure on it then because you've been thinking about it for so long you're like oh this is my moment like it's got to be right I think it's different if if it's like I've always wanted to play that part the poor actor that ends up having that part gets picked on if it's I've always wanted to tell this story the emphasis goes on how you tell the story so the actors are part of that so it's the whole thing rather than you've got to make that performance the way I would have done it and um I'm not sure I'd want to act in art. <laughs> I think it's really I think it's amazing. But I kind of at the end of every rehearsal, go. I'm really sorry you auditioned. You just need to go home and learn all those lines. I love directing it and I love watching it. I'm not sure I'd want to be in it. But don't tell them that. Is it like a Kevin Smith movie? Just dialogue heavy. Just <laughs> um, uh, anyway, like, I'll leave you guys to get ready. I know you got a show to get uh, sorted and. Um, if you find me an actor or two, maybe to speak to, well, that'd yeah, be amazing. Come, come, come with me, Alex. Okay, I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep the mic rolling. We'll just. Yeah. I'll call us a biscuit run where we. Um, okay, so we're now going. Oh my God, we're going on the stage. Where's my phone? I want to get pictures of this. Okay. Oh my gosh. Welcome wow. to the set. This is the set. I want to get some pictures of this. This is quite cool. Um, so we just walked. Now we're actually on the stage. You can see all the seats. Um, the last time I was here, we went to we watched the the, the Tempest, um, uh, which Maggie Love put on with the Shropshire Theatre. Um, when you are putting a show together, and um, it becomes this, this is the opening night. What does this look like to you as someone who's made something? Is this does this ever get boring, or you know, is this a special sight to see? It, it's special. It never gets boring, but then it's over in a flash. In, in a flash. All that. Well, that's six months of build-up and from, you know, just the, the acorn of an idea to where we are now with a, a specifically designed stage set. One of the things we, we, we do with Shop Drama Company is we concentrate on minimalist sets and we concentrate on, on um, uh, good costume and good acting. That, that's, that's our kind of... Uh, ethos i suppose really yeah because i guess then you are paying the the viewers are paying attention to the they're not the seeing con- a cluttered set they're yeah, ju- yeah. They, and they're actually seeing the actors you know and it that's makes what it easier. that's what i liked about the tempest and i'm going to compare that to, to your show that yeah. wouldn't be fair but like they just had a box and the, this you know it was very there was a, a like a a podium and a box yeah uh, and then uh, like you know there was there wasn't much on stage no. at all so you just you just zoomed in on the uh, on the act absolutely and the beauty of shakespeare is of course the language yeah of course so, yeah. well um i'm going to um actually back in a minute so we yeah well what i'll do is i'll i'll, uh, I'll, I'll put a stop on this and then when, when the actors get back we'll have a chat with them okay thank you so much and we'll we'll do uh one to 16 start with deep, deep breath in and one and two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight and nine and ten and eleven and twelve and thirteen and fourteen and fifteen and sixteen. Okay, we're going with B. Two, three, four. 
Okay, chicken tikka masala and peel our rice three times. One, two, three. Chicken tikka masala and peel our rice. Chicken tikka masala and peel our rice. Chicken tikka masala and peel our rice. Marilyn Monroe. Let's have the accentuation on the row. Ready? One, two, three. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. I'll start slightly quicker so it's shorter this time. Just follow follow the pattern. In a mini, yes, a mini, you are to one mini. In a mini, in a mini, yes, a mini, you are to one mini. In a Oh, sorry. Be brilliant. Woo. That was wonderful. I haven't heard Kuma La Vista since my days at the prison. And that sounds terrible. <laughs> well, I was an actor at Shrewsbury Prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, would you like to introduce yourself and your role that you're playing today? Hello, I am Ben Christie and I am playing Serge. Um, how, much, um, how much preparation has gone into this role? I was just chatting to Derek and he said it's very dialogue heavy. Yes, very dialogue heavy. There's three of us, and I think we've basically got about the same amount, so it's kind of split into a third each. Uh, I think we started preparing back in, I think I first read it in about July, something like that. I actually really started preparing for the role, maybe earlier than that. So do you have to like really study this thing every week then, just to get the script over and over again until it becomes sort of nature to you? Yes. Yeah, with this play especially, because the more you, the first time you read it, you can read it as essentially three people being angry with one another. But that's quite boring to watch. So to make it more interesting, and actually when you start to read each character and the way they interact, you realise that it's about friendship and it's about people who do actually love each other, but they just don't know how to talk about it. And they don't know how to express it. So it isn't. They're not angry with each other all the time. There are moments of anger, but actually there's moments when they're really trying to sort each other out and actually become friends again after 15 years when you know, they haven't maintained a friendship. We've all been there, haven't we? We've been a night out with our mates. Why don't you just F off all of you? And then at the end of the night, you're like, do you know what? I love you, man. I'm really sorry. Did we say that yeah. sort of thing? It's yeah, but without the alcohol in this case. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get to drink it. So I'll let you into a secret. It's not. It's just a bit of lemon iced tea. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, How does it feel being here at the at Theatre 7? It's great. I mean, I've performed here a few times, and it's a, this is one of my favourite rooms to play. It's a lovely room to play, and 
we normally hopefully get good audiences so well i'm really really excited about it um is there is there any things that you're working on as well as this is i mean are you you're a working actor is there no no i'm a writer mostly so. you're a writer yeah. okay but uh for for companies and things like that uh-huh. i write speech writer and copywriter so yeah oh fantastic fantastic well i wish you the best of luck thank tonight. you very much and uh, I'll be in the crowd, and uh, I hope uh, I hope it goes well for you. And David loves to do interviews. He's really he ran off. I was like, he wants to do an interview, <laughs> and he was much. gone. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Anybody else want a quick chat with me? Yeah, yeah. We'll chat to Mr. Kumala Vista. I'm so glad you chose Kumala Vista to do. <laughs> we used to do that as warm ups when I because I did a bit of acting at the Shrewsbury Prison. Yeah. And it's good warm up. It's just got everybody. I Everybody. Always, I always worry that I'm absolutely butchering it. Do you know what I mean? That it's that I because I just remember I had it from a from an acting teacher once, and I was like, oh, that's great because it's so energetic, isn't it? Gets everyone going. And I'm always like, I must be saying this wrong. It sounds wrong. It doesn't matter though. <laughs> no, exactly. That sounded amazing from what I could hear through my headphones here. That that's a really amazing piece of audio. Anyway, we haven't got your name. Which, oh. It's Tom Scott. Tom Scott. Um, how long have you been acting for? Oh uh, yeah. So I am um, sort of all my life really uh i've been acting professionally with the same agent for uh five years now uh and then so i i went to university i did law at university randomly uh and then i did sort of a part-time drama school when i came out of came out of uni uh yeah and been working professionally ever since wow wow um and this as a as a as a, as a play um is, is is this been quite technical for you to learn a lot of dialogue yeah for sure I, I, there's um there's one particular speech that i have in the middle that that's sort of three and a half pages long and, and you get oh you got that one derek did mention that on the <laughs> podcast he didn't yeah i got that one um and you get you get sort of halfway through it and you're like how am i still talking like how how is this still going on but yeah no it's, it's, it's a really fun play um and i've always sort of since coming out of university mostly been sort of put romantic leady parts and this is a little bit more challenging and you know there's more to the character than than i ordinarily get which is nice is there anything that's uh, in this that actually speaks to um the, the common conceptions or misconceptions of, 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 of as blokes and their friendships as an outside view oh yeah yeah for sure i mean it's um i think i heard ben in passing but it's a uh, you, you we sort of went through the first read through of it and went and went what well, why are they friends and then and then you and then you sort of the more you work on it you're like oh no it makes loads of sense that they're friends for these particular reasons and i think if you if you sort of just at a very base level analyze your relationships with your mates you'd be like why are we mates but <laughs> if you want to look into it i mean me and me and my mates insult each other constantly but that's sort of the the point of it that's the best part about friendships i mean uh, i might bleep out i might not but if you can walk <laughs> up to me and go all right Bed, yeah, and exactly. he's absolutely fine with that. You, kind of, you mate. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for chatting to me. Not I sure. hope today goes really, really well. Um, I, I think one, a really important thing I want to ask actually is, we talk about this three pages of dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> what tools or what what you know what do you use to to memorize all of that? Is do you have like a memory palace or like how, how do you do? Honestly, it's just ridiculous amounts of repetition. But I am. Um, I use this a uh, shout out for uh, it's a uh, called Line Learner the app. It's free and it's it's just it's so good. You can sort of record yourself and record uh, other people's parts, and you can get it to just read their parts or just read your parts. And I just I write it down relentlessly. I listen to it over and over again, and eventually it just sort of settles. So you're in the shower doing lines. Exactly. <laughs> it's, honestly, it's just constant at the moment. Just got got like AirPods in and just walking around the house, just going like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, where can people find your social media? You got a- yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so my my sort of my acting name's Alexander Scott on Spotlight and all casting databases, uh, and then yeah, just a uh, Tom Scott, and you'll see me in in bios. Wonderful. Thank you for chatting to me. Not at uh, all, thank you. Break a leg is what they're supposed thank to say. Thank you very much. It? Thank you very much. Right. Okay. Um, Dave, uh, who ran off uh, when I way waved the mic at him, I've, I've been encouraged to just chase him down and give him an, an interview. Hi, Dave. Hi. How you doing? Um, how long have you been acting for? Oh, blimey. Um, I started off. I think I was five, and I was the wolf in Peter of the Wolf, and it just. It, something went into me at that you know like it's very early age obviously but there was just that feeling of like prancing around on the stage and people laughing um and clapping when you'd finish you control people's emotions and absolutely yeah you know you can be um if you're somebody like me who isn't necessarily comfortable in their own skin you can be somebody else and be however you want to you, you can be whatever you want to be by being somebody else I find it quite therapeutic I, I, I like playing like I talk about my time at the prison as if it's like this amazing thing that I did compared to what you guys do it's nothing but um, playing a really horrible person <laughs> it's just one of the most amazing things because it's quite therapeutic really just to tell people rude things and you know Yeah, and that's that's pretty much my role in this play I am the one that really out of the three of us we've all got elements of being pretty unpleasant I think um, but I make it into an art form in this play. Um, I say some pretty horrible things about my two colleagues to their faces, um, and yeah, and it is. It's a it's a great it's a great role to have. I've got the I've got the best role in the in, in the play as far as I'm concerned. Does it keep you calm and collected to be able to get all that out of your system, <laughs> and then you like walking on a bed of roses or you know you know floating through the meadows the next day because you've just got it all out of your system? No, because at the time I'm absolutely frantically trying to remember what the next line is, where I'm supposed ah. to be, um, uh, and it's all going through your head. It's a, it's it's interesting when when. You know, when especially when you're in a small play like this, where you're you're not getting any downtime, you're really you're on the stage pretty much all the time. I've got a short, I've got one scene where I'm not on the stage. The rest of the time, I'm on the stage all the time, and um, it's it's actually quite intense when you do it. You everything else goes out of your head, and all you do is you're concentrating on what you're doing, who you are, um, to the point where in this play by pretty much by about halfway through i've forgotten who i am completely i am mark and i am being mark and in totally engrossed in being the role um and that's something that it's nice to be able to immerse yourself in it it's nice not to have to go off because you don't get the opportunity to to wander off and think about what you're going to have for dinner and things like that it's um yeah it's, it's brilliant um, I've asked about remembering lines and I've asked about sort of like um, how this play sort of reflects into actual life and things and I'm not trying to jinx you here and I hope I don't but like uh, as an experienced act- actor yourself when you do make a, a gaffe on stage and you forget your lines and stuff how do you get out of that professionally? Professionally you rely on the memory of your other two colleagues on stage to get you out of it um, and, and we've I think we know each other we've we've all um, well, Tom and Ben haven't worked together before. I've worked with both Tom and Ben before, um, and they're both people I know that I can trust. And you, the, the the more of this that you do, the more used you are. You the more you the more you get used to actually 
being aware of, of when people are stumbling, especially when you've rehearsed it as much as we've rehearsed this one, you immediately know where the pauses are going to be. You know if somebody's suddenly got something and then you've got to find a way of, of getting, it out, getting out of it. And it, you, know, you can't prejudge that. It's got to be thought of at the moment. If somebody drops a line, sometimes you get somebody will come in with a line maybe that they've already said earlier in the play and you've got to find your well, way They jump the gun a little bit. <laughs> they jump the gun and you, and you lose an important scene. So you've got to try and bring it back in some way. So it doesn't happen very often, to be fair. But... On the rare occasions that it does, I know you're talking about it, I'm worried sick it's going to happen tonight. No, 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 all the faith in the world. But, but on the rare occasions it does, that's, I think that's something that is something you learn. The more you do of this crap, you know, you, the more you learn about yeah. how to get yourself out of sticky positions. And I guess it's been quite a, a bullshit kind of play, guys, blokes being those kind of uh, boisterous characters i guess you could probably get away with a bit of improvisation yeah. oh you get or something like yeah. you know like. and 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 that's part of the you know if you're immersed in the role um and during rehearsals it's difficult because you 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 never really it's, it's not until you get onto the stage get into the the place that you're going to do the performance that you can really bury yourself into the role you're playing but once you're in that then you can you know you can you you find it comes from somewhere you find words that come out and and get you out of a situation they may not be in the script I, that's, that's a day-to-day -day for me <laughs> that's pretty much how I, how I live life um, well thank you so much for chatting to me where, where can people find you if you, they want to find you on social media or oh, if they um, want to hire for a role or anything like that um, me personally um, or the, the company if you well we Shropshire Drama Company so if you if you search us on on facebook you'll find us wonderful good all right thank you break a leg i'm alex from i'm from the shrewsbury biscuit podcast um we've been getting interviews with the the cast um uh, beforehand and um, we've just finished the show um art what did you think of it we came out very very pleasantly surprised it was uh we heard that it was a uh, a one a one act uh, play with three three characters about a, a white piece of uh, painting. We thought, well, uh, I wonder what this is going to be like. Um, and we came out, and uh, we've enjoyed every minute of it, actually. It was a jolly worth seeing. There's a lot of dialogue in there, isn't there? But it's all yes. quite meaningful stuff, isn't it? About three friends trying to... Yes. I mean, I, I think it's very French. It's uh, from the French sort of rationalist movement, I think. Yeah. And you could tell it was, it's been translated from that. But, um, and... Uh, uh, if you if you like intellectual debate and argument, um, it'll it'll appeal very much indeed. Sometimes quite hard to follow what they what 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 they're going through, but it's quite a challenge. It's made me realise there's a difference between sort of um, French ideals of, of friendship and uh, the way we do things here. Yes, yes, very different, very different indeed. Mind you, we 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 like that that sort of thing and and appreciate and appreciate the intellectual um, um, uh, cut and thrust. And there's a lot of exercise existentialist sort of uh, feelings coming across but fundamentally it's about three friends trying to find out what's at the base of their friendship actually so it's got a, got, it's got a, it's got a real heart to it um, it doesn't matter I was looking at that and thinking they're talking about art yes. and they're trying to talk about culture in, in quite a classy way <laughs> yes. when it comes to friendships it comes down to a very sort of 
um, oh, I don't know what the word for it. Um, basic. It's very basic. Instinct sort of. Basic instinct. Well, yeah. actually, it comes down to love. <laughs> and, yeah. and so how can you heterodyne love onto an intellectual uh, wavelength, as it were? And I think this, this, this play sort of um, makes a little bit of a, a bit of a bridge between the two. You could see the three friends in the end um, preferred to remain friends. And friendship is something which we don't know very much about in this country. I think in France they probably uh, know a little bit more about it, I think, in their culture. But, um, yeah, I feel like a, a good friendship needs to be tested. Yes, yeah. they certainly tested each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting to me today. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thank really you. enjoyed it. Cheers. <laughs> right, so um, the, the cast are resetting for tomorrow, um, so we're not going to go and... Uh, pestered them. I spoke to Nev and he was like, nah, we, we're going to reset and they're going to go to the pub. They invited us to the pub afterwards, but we're going to go and get our boy um, from his his nans. Um, but yeah, the show was fantastic and of course we couldn't get any of the show on the thank you on the podcast. That would be terrible, but i got to tell you that the performances were very, very good. Um, the three guys um, speaking to one of the actors afterwards he said he remembered 90% of his lies, but, lines, uh, but of course we wouldn't know any different. Um, they delivered it perfectly. Um, and we were talking about the large bits of dialogue in the middle there, the three page, three pages of dialogue that are delivered right in the middle of the play there, expertly delivered, uh, and actually got a round of applause afterwards because that was quite difficult, but again, brilliantly delivered. Um, I want to say thank you to to Derek and to Nev for inviting us um, today, um, tonight. It's been wonderful. Uh, I get go backstage and get interviews and um, and get enjoy the free show as well. That was really good. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you uh, share this with your friends. I'm going to do. Right, so there we have it. What a great bit of audio. Um, it's a, a couple of days after after the show, and um, I recorded a bit after, afterwards, walking out the theatre, and um, I'll, we were walking really quickly up towards Frankwell Car Park to go and get Timmy um, from his nuts. I was so out of breath that you could barely understand what I was saying, so I've re-recorded it. And you know what? I've had a couple of days to reflect on on the show and the interviews that we did about a listen back to them and it's i gotta say it's an amazing experience to be able to go and um speak to the actors before a show watch the show and then get reactions afterwards but also like see how it all unfolds and um yeah it was a really good experience um getting to do Kumala Vista was really really fun um that was something we used to do I mentioned in the podcast something we used to do before a whole day of acting at, at Shrewsbury Prison um and it really was just great to be in that again and uh, I had a good go and um that was me singing with them too singing with it and um yeah it was a great experience to, to witness that again the delivery of of the show was just phenomenal it was dialogue heavy very very dialogue heavy and um I think uh, the three actors involved in that did a great job because when it's like a three-person cast and it's all just one big um, uh, scene, um, just roll it bleeding into the other, it, it's um, I imagine that's quite demanding because there's not like a whole cast where people are you know looking around. It's, they're all focused on you 
and your lines and uh, I imagine that's quite difficult but the guys absolutely nailed it and um, we mentioned that the huge bit of uh, there's a three page bit of dialogue um, uh, towards the end and uh, and Tom delivered that perfectly in fact he got a round of applause afterwards because this massive long bit of dialogue he he just reeled off with absolute excellence and um, definitely deserved a round of applause I want to say a huge thank to thanks to, to to Derek and to Nev for inviting me to this. It really is nice to just be able to go backstage, speak to the cast and stuff. And um, it's not something we've really done an awful lot of on the Shoes of Biscuit. And um, we've got a meeting soon with um, with Brad Fit um, to to speak to him about the panto. I, I feel like working more with Theatre Seven is something that we can definitely lean into with the Shoes of Biscuit. If you'd like to see more of that, please let us know. Um, because it's good to support the local arts, isn't it? And um, I've definitely enjoyed this one. So thank you so much to the guys. Thank you uh, for listening. Uh, and I just got to let you guys know that uh, things are going to be changing at the biscuits soon. Um, we're going to be completely rebranding the logo. And I, I mean, I like to keep things fresh anyway. If you look back at some of the old podcast artwork, thing, the, the logos have always kind of kept things moving and keep things fresh get, get people you know looking at what we're doing and paying attention but um i feel like uh the, the, this the, the logo needs to be a bit more slick uh something that we can we can really use on lots of different things and also we're building a new website thanks to to pete white and the guys at the web orchard um they're going to be building us a, a fantastic website so the logo change and the the the, the 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 new look of the show it couldn't come out at a better time so i just want to give a shout out to web orchard and say like if you guys do need a website for anything absolutely anything the web orchard have got your back please um tell them that uh, if you you know heard about web orchard and the power of the biscuit let them know let them know that it's working but anyway, I'm going to sign off and uh, thank you to everyone we spoke to um, for this podcast and uh, thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace out.